everyone, and welcome to the Rodeo Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Camarie Rorda, and we are so thankful that you are here today. We have a fun podcast planned with the gentlemen of the Rodeo Kids Ambassador Team, who will be covering some really interesting topics, um, listening to their perspectives and their point of view, I think is really important, and I think it's fun to learn from the youth and Um, I just encourage, especially if you're an adult listening to these podcasts, that these kids are in charge of of sharing their stories and and what they think and how they feel and uh, just their perspectives that you really just take some time to listen and open your mind and consider why they're saying what they're saying and um, just kind of put yourself in their shoes for a while. We just can really gain a lot of perspective when we sit back and really listen to learn instead of listen to reply to these kids um, or listen to compare to the way we grew up versus the way they're growing up. I find that happening a lot when I talk to adults about the kids these days that um, often in the conversations, it's easy to want to get defensive. And well, that's not the way it was when I was growing up and my parents didn't do this and they should this and, you know, just all the things where we are trying to put ourselves into their situation. And it's just not the same. Everybody's different. The times have changed. You know, I'm 32 years old. um, And when I was growing up, I didn't have a cell phone. And um, I certainly didn't have a smartphone until I was out of college, like they had just came about. And so my upbringing was just so different with the technology alone. Uh, My parents were different because they were never distracted really by cell phones or Netflix or anything like that. I mean, we had cable television and if we wanted to watch a movie, we watched a DVD and we had to go rent it at the grocery store in town. We didn't just push a button and voila, like we spent more time outside um, and movie nights were a big deal to us. And now we have movies at our fingertips. Uh, literally just a click away all the time. So the times have just changed. And so when you hear kids talk and you hear them share their stories, like I just really want to encourage you as adults to really consider all of that. And and for the kids, I know that um, it's not really fair because you guys can't fathom not having all of this stuff. Uh, but if you're listening to this, like When we get defensive or when we get frustrated or when we're trying to share things with our parents and they just don't seem to understand, it is just genuinely because they probably really don't understand. Just like you can't imagine a world without technology at your fingertips. Um, They remember a world growing up without it. Like they they didn't even think about it. It wasn't even around then. So um, just as you're exchanging conversations and and trying to work through things and grow together and have fun together and and all of that, um, I just want to really encourage you to take that all into consideration and to respect each other's perspectives and what you have to say and just really learn from each other and figure out what each other needs. Um, The last thing I want to share on this is just remembering that it's important to ask um, and to consider other people and to be considerate and just asking like, what do you need from me? Not what do I think you need from me or telling somebody what they need from you, but just like sitting back and parents really asking your kids, you know, especially if you're in a competitive situation. We just had an interesting podcast or not a podcast, a Zoom with the Rodeo Kids Ambassadors about um the problems that they saw in the industry. And then we were talking about different solutions and there were multiple things that just surrounded lack of communication. And um, I think when we sit back and 
really try to learn what everybody thinks they need rather than that rather than sharing what we think they need, you know, when I get to share what I need and you genuinely listen to that and take it into consideration instead of saying, but I think we need this, um, you know, it kind of goes back to the listening to learn and to observe and to consider versus just listening to respond and have our ideas heard. Um, I just want to, again, encourage you to do that in your conversations and just open communication and and what do you need? Sometimes it's to be heard, sometimes it's to be hugged, and sometimes it's to be helped. And so learning to have those conversations about what the difference is, sometimes you just need to vent. Like, you just need to vent and get it out. Sometimes your kids just need to vent. Kids, sometimes your parents just need to vent. And should they vent at you? No, not necessarily, but at the same time, you're a human and if you're there to listen, sometimes... It's just going to be inevitable. And um, as a parent, if we can say, hey, I'm really sorry. I just needed somebody to hear me. Um, even better, if we can start with saying, hey, I just I just got to get this off my chest. Can you just listen for a minute? And, and maybe we'll talk about it later, but maybe we won't. And that's okay, too. I just need to get it out of my system. Um, sometimes if you just look at somebody and it just looks like they're about to crumble and they just need a hug. I read a statistic the other day that a hug that lasts 20 seconds is like the equivalent of an entire therapy session. If you can just give somebody a genuine hug for 20 seconds, not just a quick five second one, but like a good old 20 second bear hug, wrap your arms around them, give them a good squeeze, let them know you're there for them and just let them release that tension and, um, that can make a huge difference. And then sometimes a person just needs help. If if they're feeling a little desperate and feeling a little lost and, you know, just asking like, hey, how can I help you? You know, is there something that you would like me to say? Is there, are there words that I can say? Are there actions that I can take? Is there something that I can do for you uh, to make this situation easier or better or more understandable? Like just where are we at? And I think for parents, if you can do that for your kids and for kids, you can do the same thing for your parents. Sometimes your parents just need you to give them a hug and you just need to let them know you still love them. And that through your teenage years and all the craziness and the madness that you're still there for them and that you still appreciate them and you still know that they are your one and only parents and that you're just thankful to have them. And showing them that love with a hug can go a long ways. Listening to them when they're trying to teach you and share something with you. Uh, I know as a teenager, I've been there. Um, I work with teenagers all the time. And I know that it can be really easy to like want to put that wall up, especially when your parents are trying to talk to you. But Sometimes just taking a deep breath and saying, you know, my mom, my dad, they listen to me all the time. They help me all the time. Maybe I should return the favor and just listen to them for a while and just consider, you know, really listen just to learn um, and see what they're trying to teach me so that I can grow from them and, and take that on in the future. Not always easy, but a very important thing to do. And the sooner you can get to doing that in life, the further you'll get because your parents have already experienced what you're going through and they only want the best for you. So learning from them from time to time is a really good idea. Along those same lines, sometimes just picking up some slack, you know, helping your parents out, doing the dishes when you're not asked to, picking up the sticks out of the yard, cleaning your room, putting your ropes away, 
uh, cleaning the stalls, feeding the horses, making sure that you maybe get some, throw some bells down from the loft for your mom or dad so they don't have to climb up there and do it if they're feeding horses in the morning and you feed them at night. Um, maybe if you haven't been doing any of those chores and you're to an age and a level of maturity that it's time for you to start taking some of that responsibility, maybe you can help them out by doing that because you need to remember kiddos out there, you teenagers and younger kids and, and even you college kids, just remember how much your parents are pouring into you. And yes, when we have children, it's up to us to do that. But it's also really good for us to learn how to respect that and appreciate that and um, just recognize how much money and time and effort that they are putting into helping you become a good human. Uh, and you can really, you can really show a lot of appreciation for that just by helping them out and doing the things that you weren't asked to do. And not only will that help you with your parents get further, but let me tell you, as an employer, um, we've got a few people that work for us and someday you guys are going to enter the workforce. And when our employees do something that we don't ask them to do, that is a little bit above and beyond, um, man, like that stuff really stands out. It doesn't take huge acts of effort to make a huge difference. So, um, guys out there, like just do the little things just from time to time. Like I'm not asking you to drop all your bad habits and change overnight, you know, or, or just become a completely different person. Like you still get to be a teenager and you still get to go through the, the motions of life, but just showing a little bit of appreciation by doing a random act of kindness is going to get you so, so, so far in life. So I just want to encourage you with that. Just take into consideration, do you want me to help you, hold you, or hear you? And also just being able to communicate, hey, I just need you to help me, hold me, or hear me. Like we both, we all have a role in in identifying that and starting our conversations with what our intent here is and what what we need. What do you need from me? This is what I need from you. That will change your life and your conversations and your relationships um, with yourself, with your family members, with your friends. And when you change those with the people you surround yourself with, it, ch it shows up everywhere. It's going to show up in your horsemanship. It's going to show up in your statistics. It's going to show up in your um, studies, in your opportunities that come. Like the good Lord is watching that kind of stuff. So um, make sure that you just keep working on that. And that communication will go a long ways. Your associations, just everybody, everybody, everybody just needs to work on their communication a little bit. So um, that's enough on that topic. Before we get started with the boys from the Rodeo Kids Ambassador Team, I just want to remind you all that we are headed to Las Vegas in just a couple of weeks. Oh my gosh, it's so close. Can you believe Thanksgiving is next week already? We are super excited to be there. We've got all kinds of awesome things going on. We've got 7K roping dummy matches, like their little roller dummies where you can head it and heal it. We've got the air compressor chute that's going to make it super fun. We have little breakaway jackpots, uh, traditional dummy roping open stick horse races. We've got a kid's corner where kids get to color their own uh, back number and cut that out and wear their number one NFR qualifier back number around Vegas. And we've got all kinds of cool products that are coming in. We've got lots of scholarships to give away and prizes and Plenty of awesome gifts from books to ropes to t-shirts uh, to snag and get ready to put under the Christmas tree because Christmas is creeping up on us. So join us this year. Make sure to mark it on uh, your itinerary to stop by the Rodeo Kids booth. 
Our booth is happening in conjunction with Mike and Sherry Lynn Johnson's Vegas Toughest Junior World Championship Rodeo. And that will be at the Expo at World Market Center's Las Vegas. So the World Market Center is the overall venue. And then the Expo is kind of like the ballroom or the trade show area, the arena within that venue. So you can just uh, tell your Uber driver, or your taxi driver to take you to the World Market Center and look for the signs for the expo. And that's where you will find this awesome booth and all of these opportunities. And it is just going to be so much fun. And I have heard from the kids that have gone out to Vegas, um, specifically those who aren't competing, that going to those trade shows and going shopping with mom can get kind of boring after a while. So this is an awesome opportunity for you guys to get your kids around some kids. You can still do some shopping. They can have a chance to win some scholarships, win some prizes, be around some other kids and be active and burn off some steam while they're in Vegas because it's a, a crazy time and we'll provide that safe space for them to have some fun and meet other people. And the Rodeo Kids booth will be at the World Market Centers. The expo is within that during the Vegas Toughest Junior World Championship, where there will be over 600 kids competing um, in lots of different events. So it's going to be an awesome time. Come check it out and come see us. And now let's get started with the gentlemen of the Rodeo Kids Ambassador Team. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. Hey everybody, welcome back to part two of Welcoming Cowboys into the rodeo industry. Connor, we're going to jump right into it with you. Could you talk a little bit about how you can improve yourself in the off season? Lace, that's a great question, and it's something that I've struggled with a lot lately. A few things, actually, that I'd like to talk about tonight. Um, let's start with this one, though. So as soon as my fall season got done with rodeo, I kind of just stopped practicing. I went from roping every day to maybe twice a week, once a week. It was, And it really impacted my performance, and I've been trying to do stuff lately, and I'm just struggling. So what I've realized, and I've talked to some people, is that no matter in the off season, you have to be practicing, whether it's just roping the dummy or anything. Like where in my area, it's hard because it snows a lot and we only have an outdoor arena. So you have to be there roping the dummy every day. It's the repetition that, that matters and it can really help you. Some other things that have helped me the most are going to clinics. Um, these are, this is something that has helped me a lot. And I've met a lot of people through these. Last year, I went to three calf roping clinics, and I went to Georgia for a month and roped with a guy. I found ways to continue to better myself and be the best person I could be in rodeo, and it showed in my performance this year. So that is a goal for me this fall. And One of my biggest goals right now is to try to make nationals and tie down this year. I'm sitting in the top 10. It's going to be really hard, but it's something I really want to do, and I want to work hard on it this winter, so I'm going to have to find time to practice, find people to help me. And that is something that is very important is having people to help you. So I want to share that a little bit too. Over the years, I've, my parents never rodeoed. So I had to figure out how to do everything on my own. Kind of, I found some really good horses, had some really good people help me. 
and met a lot of people. I got connections and I, like I said, I got to stay in Georgia for a whole month last year and that really helped me a lot. And having people that can support you and help you and teach you things is the best thing that you can do. Some other ways that you can work in the off season is working on your mental game. This is another thing I've struggled with a lot and I have, I found a mental coach this year and I talked to her a lot. I was really struggling in my performance. This is something that I've worked on and it's a great thing to work on in the off season. Find people to help you. Um, another thing is working out. A big thing rodeo is you got to be in shape to be able to compete at the best ability. So I try to be in the gym four days a week. I have a specific plan for me and I'd be more than happy to help anybody with that. It's changed my game a lot and I can flank calves better. I can rope better. Just it helps. Okay. Another thing that I've been struggling with a lot lately is schedules. I decided to get a new job and I'm working 14 hours a day. I quit lifting, quit riding my horses. I quit doing school. I got behind on everything. I started to realize the past few days um, after my parents got pretty disappointed in me is that you have to sit down and write things out. You got to make schedules. I was behind and I realized that and it caught up to me and I started getting into a bad mental state. I needed help. So you have to be able to sit down and know the things you can do and can't do. And you, you got to be able to say no sometimes. I'd say yes to everything and I get behind. Right now, my school, I'm struggling with it. And it's something I got to stop. But work on the side, put everything on the side and just focus on my schoolwork right now and my horses. Those are the things I really want to do. You can't just work and work and work and work and work and expect to get better. To sum this all up, just I want to share that no matter what, how busy you get, write things out. Wake up every morning. Actually, what I like to do now, I figured out before I go to bed at night, I write a schedule out for my whole day the next day. I make time for the things I need to do, whether I have to get up at 5 o'clock to lift to do school before I go to work and come home early. You got to write schedules out and find people to help you and keep practicing no matter what. Rope the dummy every day. That is the most important thing you can do. Or if you're a barrel racer, ride your horses, do the drills, find ways to do it. Even if it's snowing, there's indoor arenas. There's got to be one near you. It's hard. I get it. But you got to put in the work if you want to be the best. You can be the best roper in the world or the best barrel racer in the world, but if you don't, if you can put in more, if you put in more work than the, that person, then you'll be able to beat them. So you got to put in the work. That's all I have. I, Isaiah, I have a few questions I'd like to ask you here. What are things you do where you put your horse in the back of the trailer and how do you, how do these things help your horse? So I always like to get um thin shavings for the back of the trailer this makes it easier to clean out afterwards i always like to put my hay net which i use the halo hay net and it's a lot easier to use um it's a lot easier to pack yourself but um i like to use a halo hay net 
as well as I put my water bucket in there, depending on how far we're traveling. Um, and in the stall and in my horse trailer, we do pine salt and water on the shavings. It keeps flies and things off like that. What are things you do before a rodeo? Before each rodeo, I always like to give my horse a bath. My horse does everything for me, inside and outside of the arena. I truly believe the better we take care of the horses, the better they will compete. I also like to go ahead and make sure all my things are in there that I need and make sure that all of them are put together correctly. Um, Often we'll get in a rush to do things and get in a rush in packing, maybe because of the last minute or I don't know, but we'll forget things. And so just slowing down and making sure I have all my things is something I like to do. What are things you pack for your horse's stall and how does that help your horse? So for my horse's stall, before I even get um, them out of the trailer, I always like to go ahead and put my shavings in there. And depending on the size of their stall, um, between two to four bags of shavings, I use thin shavings. But um, I always like to go ahead and fill up my horse's hay. Um, and I put my horse's square bell outside of their stall so it's easier to fill up as well as I hang up the water bucket and I get a water hose so it's easier to fill up as well. And that's how we be able to do that more efficiently. Isaiah, what are some extra things you should pack for the trailer or your stall? So personally, I always like to bring um, an extra hay net because I've had um, horses feed get caught, on, caught in them and rip or just always having them in case someone else needs them, as well as water buckets because you never know. Um, extra trailer and bucket ties, as well as some extra shavings just in case, because I always like to be prepared and have it instead of not have it. Could you explain why you use a hay net? I use a hay net so that, um, my hay is off the ground and not dirty, um, as well as it kind of slows them down eating it so that it's not as much waste. What is some extra tack you like to bring to a rodeo and why? Okay, I always bring an extra head stall. I've had head stalls like fall apart and just using that for the pieces is great. Um, I also bring plenty of hay string. Me and hay string are best friends. Like I use hay string for like everything if I need it. Um, I also bring um, extra splint, bro- splint boots. Um, my family's had those break very, very easily. And that has really helped us. What is rodeo dress code? So rodeo attire kind of depends on your association. But for our association, it's very, very strict. Like if you're not, if you don't follow or Western attire, then they won't let you compete or you can get disqualified. Um, But our Western attire and our association and all the associations we do is a cowboy hat or helmet. Jeans, boots, long sleeve button slash snap shirts with collar and cuffs. And yeah, like I said, it depends on the association and like the associations that I do, they're very strict and they will make you have that as well as your back number if they give it to you. Um, I've been disqualified for not having my back number on, but so that's the important things you need. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. What is your biggest piece of advice to someone coming into rodeo? My biggest piece of advice advice is going to be smooth as fast. 
um, often we can get in such a rush and really push our horse or push ourselves that it can cause us to mess up or fumble a lot. So taking it really, really smooth has helped me because, um, like, yeah, like I said, you can mess up going too fast. So taking it smooth and easy. And like, that's even something that I'll say right before I go in as smooth as fast, kind of slowing it down a little bit, which not even necessarily slowing it down, but just being smooth about it. That is really helpful. If you could go back, what would you do different? Um, I would definitely have done not only done youth events. So like for shoe dogging, I wish I would have done bulldogging or moved into bulldogging. Um, so kind of setting up my next phase in life. So that's something I would have done and wrote earlier because I didn't really want to rope when I first started and I would have wrote earlier. Thank you for sharing all that, Isaiah. Next, we are going to Laith. Um, Laith is going to be talking about bull riding. Laith, can you tell us gear and things you will need for the sport? Sure thing, Isaiah. You're going to need a helmet, a vest, a glove, and a rope. There are a few things that you so may want to have just to help you out a little bit, but they're not necessarily necessary like spurs or chaps which spurs help you get a hole a little better and chaps help you protect your legs after the ride but the primary stuff that you're going to need to get on a bull is a vest a helmet glove and a rope and where do you get the majority of your bull supplies uh there are a few different places um most of your regular old western stores have most of what you need um, there's also online places like Barstow Rodeo Company or Rodeo Equipment or Beastmaster Rodeo Equipment. They have a lot of fantastic items for all rough stock riders. Right. What are extra things you bring to rodeo? I would bring extra an extra glove because bull riding gloves tend to be a little bit thinner than any other gloves out there. So I would definitely bring extra gloves, extra leather tie on your boots tie on your glove you never at a rodeo rough sock in it's always a good idea to have some extra leather laying around you could also have extra tape if you ever if your vest ever comes apart tape really i see a lot of guys tape their vests take back together so they don't come apart and yeah yeah what are do's and don'ts about bull riding um the dues, um, I would definitely there are a few dues for bull riding. I would definitely take all safety precautions seriously. It's a very dangerous sport. Um, they weigh a lot more than you do, they're a lot stronger than you. I would take every safety precaution possible and listen to whoever is telling you that. I would also recommend not just jumping into bull riding. I would recommend getting on a bucking machine or going to some schools where legends are talking like you're um, where you can learn a lot from those guys before you even get on a bull. All right. And what is some um, things that they do that to take care of that animal? Well, um, these, they're not harmed whatsoever. I mean, the flank strap, a lot of people, you see a lot of criticism over the flank strap when the flank strap really is not bothering them at all. It is not 
hurting them at all. It's just it's something that the Bulls might want to kick at or get off necessarily. It doesn't hurt them one bit. And the Spurs that Cowboys use to hang on, if they break skin at all or if there's any sign of blood or anything of breaking the skin of a bull, then that Cowboy will be disqualified. So it is not what we want to hurt the Bulls. It is not how that is. It's just sometimes it does happen, but it's not on purpose. That's not our goal here. Um, we we do not try to hurt the Bulls or animals in any way possible. So there are consequences for doing that stuff. Yeah, and like um, Bulls hide, like I know I've given a few shots um, and that's really tough stuff. So like I think that's something people don't really realize. It's a lot tougher than um, what we might feel or what other animals might feel, theirs is very, very tough. Yeah. Okay, and what is some safety advice for bull riding? Um, I would say definitely wear all the protective equipment you can, as in vest, helmet. Um, their head is a lot harder than yours, and you see a lot of guys get jerked down over front and smack their head on the bulls. And I would... If I was doing that, I would want to be wearing a helmet because I wouldn't want my face hitting that bull's head. It would not feel good. Um, vest, just as in the bareback riding, I mean, if you were to get stepped on, it really disperses the energy, and it really just moves the point of impact to more than one point. It moves the pressure. Um, safe. There's also a shoot procedure, which is – um, very, very important. I mean, they're wild. They're not tame. They're not domesticated, and they're in a little box that they're put in. So, they're you never know what's going to happen, honestly. So you have to take all the precaution you can. I mean, that means when you're fixing to get on the bull, maybe put your feet on his back a little bit, move him around, let him know you're coming. And when you slide on him, you got to make sure you just do it real nice and gentle. No, no big sudden banging around noises or anything you can keep it nice and quiet and smooth in there because they're just as dangerous in there in the shoe as they are outside of the shoe so yeah what is a drill for the event um one drill that i see very a very important part of bull riding is balance um so what a lot of cowboys will do is they'll have a basketball or a yoga ball and they'll just balance on that and working those muscles that you don't know you have on that on the ball really helps when you're in bulls with balance. Alrighty. What are some mentors you look up to? Um, I would definitely look up to JB Mooney. You can go look at his videos of him riding and see his form and technique. There are also many videos out there of him doing schools and teaching people how to do it so you can also look at look at that another one is gary lefew he is a very very well trained very good bull rider um he won the world in 1970 he's very good and he is he specializes in that kind of stuff i mean he puts on schools throughout the country that's what he does. He's good at it. That's what he's there for. So I would definitely look up to him and use him, use your resources. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, what is the difference between American rope and a Brazilian rope? So an American rope is, uh, 
it's like if you were to think about just a regular rope as in you would rope a steer with it has the honda on the end and if you were to put it around something you would take the rope back around itself and pull it tight which is which pulls the whole rope tight to the bull the handle and everything so your hand is really getting tightened to the bull and it pulls in a different direction than the brazilian rope so the brazilian rope the brazilian rope is actually turned completely around it pulls from the other way and the handle doesn't tighten down on the bull so it pulls from it, the rope tightens down on the bull but your hand doesn't so your hand is kind of loose which a lot of cowboys don't prefer but some do right and what is the importance of the bullfighters okay um, the bullfighters are a really, really important thing when it comes to bull riding. I mean, if you were getting on a bull, I if I were getting on a bull, I wouldn't want no good bullfighters out there. I mean, I'd want the best in the business because um, bullfighters are a real lifesaver. I mean, they're willing to put their lives on the line for you and get in front of one of those bulls just to save your life. So they are really important. And um, that almost, I'd say, every practice pin, every rodeo, Every bull school, everything needs them. Everything needs them. Right. Um. How long have you been doing bull riding? Well, when I was really young, actually, I did quite a bit of bull. I did quite a bit of bull riding, and uh, you know, but um, my cousin does a lot of bull riding, and he really, I really looked up to him, and I really wanted to be like him. But um, after a while, um, that kind of wore off, and I started riding barebacks more and more and more. And so eventually, I just don't ride bulls anymore. Yeah. What's a big piece of advice for someone coming into it? What? What's a big piece of advice for someone coming into bull riding? Um, I would, I would definitely take your time. I wouldn't rush into it. Um. Just as in the bareback riding, I let your body develop. Uh, uh, you know, your bodies take a beating doing this kind of stuff in the rough stock events. So I definitely let your body develop um, and don't rush into it. Go to some schools, uh, figure it out. You just don't want to get all your stuff and go straight to your first rodeo. Um, go to a practice pin. Just really, really work on your technique. Yeah. And if you could go back and change one thing, what would it, if you could go back and change something, what would it be? About my rodeo career? Yes. You know, honestly, I'm going to answer this for honest. I wouldn't change anything because a lot of what I've done has taught me what I who what I what I am and who I am and what I want to do. So, um going through everything that I have gone through, doing all quite a few of the events, um, I wouldn't change anything because it's all made me who I am. Right. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. I hope this has helped you today. Everybody, please make sure to check out the Radio Kids website, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to let us know. Before we end, I want to say a prayer. God, thank you for all the cowboys. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to help those who need it. I pray that the rodeo industry will continue to grow. I pray that you will bless everybody that goes through the sport. I pray that you will keep everybody safe as well as the livestock. I pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen.
always, thank you for tuning into the Rodeo Kids podcast. We hope you learned something, gained some knowledge, some perspective, um, just another way to think about things or uh, something that you can apply into your own daily life, um, organizations, your community, your relationships, and your friendships with your family and the people that you are surrounded by. I wanted to share with you guys real quick before we move on and let you go through your day, uh, just a little bit of the story about how God is working in our lives. And I just want to encourage you that um, if God puts something in your heart, like you just got to go for it and do it for the right reasons. If he put it in your heart, he put it in there for a reason. And there is good to be done within that. Um, You know, if it's to be a world champion, there's more to the story. Like it's really easy to think, God put me, I see this vision of me on a stage or I see a vision of me winning this. or I just have this draw to go somewhere, but it's so much about the journey and getting there and the people. And, um, gosh, darn, when it starts to come together, like it can take months, years, sometimes it's just days, but usually it's a long time before it really, really comes together before we really understand our picture. And so if you're a person who has a vision like that, um, just something that's eating at you inside, I just want to encourage you to go after it. Um, but Rodeo Kids has been around since Vegas. 2018 was the first time that I ever um, had that idea come into my mind with absolutely no intention whatsoever of this being a thing. You know, I never thought of another company. I never thought of a nonprofit or anything. I, I own the Performance Penny Company and I was young and that's what I did. Like, that's what I was going to do. And I had my career set and God had a bigger plan for me. And I just couldn't. I just couldn't let it go for whatever reason. Um, You know, I remember being in the elevator when RodeoKids.com came into my brain as something that I was going to do. And I told God, no, like, no, God, I don't need this. I don't want another company. I don't even know what I'm doing with the one I've got. I'm not prepared for this. I'm not your girl. And God said, yes, you are. And that was five years ago. And this year we are headed to Vegas with a 40 by 50 booth, which could not have been done without so many people. And, um, You know, it's taken five years of consistency and dedication for this to to come to fruition like it has. You know, I've had visions of of what we're doing this year in Vegas and what Rodeo Kids is becoming since that night in Las Vegas in 2018 um, in an elevator all by myself. And now it's happening. But guys, it took five years. So if God has put a vision in your mind, in your brain, um, in your soul, if you've got that burning feeling in your gut that just kind of pulls at your chest and at your heart and you're like, man, I got to I got to do this. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know who. But I know I've got to do this. There's a vision that I've got to start walking towards. I just want to encourage you to do it because our God is good and he will do some amazing things for you. And in this year, you know, I was apprehensive about how we were going to move forward with Rodeo Kids. And I uh, approached Sherry Lynn Johnson with the Vegas uh, Toughest Junior World Championships and just I didn't really even know where the conversation was going, but I just thought I would see if she had anything like this in her, um, in their realm in Vegas or, or in anything that they do. Um, if they had any affiliation with a nonprofit like rodeo kids and she said no, and the wheels just got to start turning and things have just, have just been amazing ever since then. And so we just want to thank Mike and Sherry Lynn for their generosity and bringing rodeo kids in as, um, part of their family here, uh, when we head to Vegas, you know, they've really taken us under their wing and they're allowing us to really 
expand and grow and explore and and make a difference and and we're going to see how it goes but they've been so generous in that so i want to give a special thank you to them and also all of the other people who have jumped on board you know we talked to i started making phone calls and and guys i've tried to share this vision for a long time and it's when god gives you something you're not always going to understand how you're supposed to get people on board, how you're supposed to talk about it, how how you're supposed to have other people see it and hear it and listen to it and get behind it. And sometimes it won't work and it won't work for a while, but you know that you've there's someday it's going to come together. And, um, you know, I called Fastback Ropes and they said, yeah, we're in and 7K roping dummies. They said, yeah, we're in. We'll, we'll supply you some rope and dummies. And Fastback Ropes is going to supply ropes. And K&D Equestrian said, yeah, we'll, we'll chip in some for scholarships and some prizes as well as the epic animal. Goaty said, heck yeah, let's have some Goaty Go Time matches. That sounds like fun. Like we'll put some towards scholarships for the girls to, to have some fun and be able to learn and, and sell some Goaties and just practice while they're away from home and the performance pony company um the rodeo kids sister company has you know there's been a lot that has been taken from the performance pony company to start rodeo kids um a lot of what we make at performance pony company from the product sales and stuff because it's a more established company has been poured into rodeo kids so uh, I'm just thankful God gave us that first Flat Tops Rodeo Bible Camp and Flat Tops Cowboy Church. Holy smokes, did they step up this week to jump in? Um, you know, they donated a couple thousand dollars between the two of them for expenses out in Vegas and scholarships and another thousand dollars for scholarships. And we've got the Rodeo Bible Camps of America chipping in. We've got Bailey Cooper with signature stall mats. Their stall mats are amazing. And she said, hey, like, I think we can provide some of those. So we're going to have some really nice stall mats that are soft that the girls are going to be able to do. Girls and boys are going to be able to have their go to go time matches on. Short Go Children's Books is providing all of the uh, back numbers for the kiddos to color in the kids' corner. So there will be kind of a safe space for them to hang out and just color for a little while and decompress from all of the craziness that we know um, that Vegas provides for us. All the bright lights and everything. Sometimes we just need to sit down and, and do a little coloring to just calm our minds. So we're going to be able to provide that and then they'll be able to have their own back numbers. Um, we've got rural health education. I've done so much with Bailey and she has just been amazing to work with like she has changed my life and what I eat and how I think about food and and I still get to eat the cruddy thing sometimes like I get to eat ice cream and chocolate and it's not the end of the world but she is a registered dietitian she has the years and years and years of education like true went to college science not just the gimmicks not just the fancy advertising the free trips and that kind of stuff like she can really help you and your family uh, provide a diet that will work for you on the rodeo road to help you stay healthy, to maintain your stamina throughout those long rodeo days um, that just seem to never end. So she can do that, help you focus, all kinds of things. And Andy Wolf at Wolf and Sons Performance has also been a game changer for me. His workout programs are event specific and he can help you with your mind game. But when you get your body right and your body is physically capable of doing the things um, that your rodeo event demands, it's amazing what that does for your brain. When your body is prepared to do the things your brain asks it to do, you can perform so much better and that confidence just automatically comes. By knowing that you're taking those steps and knowing that you have the strength and the balance to do it, wow, like a game changer. So anyway, I just had to share that with you guys because 
we're going into Vegas and we want to provide a lot of fun um, and a lot of opportunities, but it's just so much more than that. And it's, it's a God thing. And like God has taken us to Vegas. Um, God is allowing us to be there and to make a difference. So we just, we don't really know what's going to happen. This is the first year we've ever done anything like this. Um, but we know that God's in the lead. And so he's going to take his places and do things and help us meet people like those of you listening to this podcast um, and just show up in ways that we've never been able to show up before. And that I really I don't think anybody in Vegas will have shown up like we're going to be able to show up and provide for these kids like we can this year. So we're super excited. We hope to see you there. If you're not going to make it this year, we still want you to follow us on, you know, all of our social media. If you have questions ask us questions, sign up for those scholarships, guys. We've got scholarship money that we're trying to help these kids get to clinics, camps, lessons, um, all that stuff. And there's no better time than now. Like it's right around Christmas and um, start looking for those, for those clinics and places to go and get signed up in the off season so that, so that your kids can, can excel next year. This is the time to do it. And we also have where you can nominate um, a rodeo kid who, just deserves recognition. Maybe it's not even a kid that competes, but it's a brother or sister that runs the shoot um, or helps everybody else out. Like you get to choose somebody and identify, recognize somebody who is just an outstanding individual in your community who deserves a little extra recognition. Um, that is a match program where if you put in 20 bucks, we'll put in 20 bucks and they get a $40 scholarship voucher to do something um, educational in the Western industry. So we encourage you to head on over there. All kinds of awesome things. Check out rodeokids.com. If you're not going to be in Vegas, we hope to see you there on our social media and everywhere else. And if you are in Vegas, please stop by, introduce yourself. We cannot wait to meet you. Have a great day, everybody. Good luck, safe travels. God bless, literally, and good luck while chasing those gold buckle dreams.